The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our Gospel proclamation comes from the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, verses 15 to 21, which I just finished reading for you, and serves as the basis of our theme for the sixth Sunday of Easter, seeing him, seeing his Father at work. You will keep my commands is easily one of the most misunderstood phrases in all of the Bible. How many of pastors have preached it something like this? A person is only a Christian if they keep Jesus' commands, just like it says in John 14, 15. Obedience, obedience, obedience. Obedience. But it's not about obedience. And interpreting it this way simply proves the pastor either does not know or did not look at God's holy words in the language in which they were inspired. When Jesus uses this phrase today, it has very little to do with obedience and everything to do with treasuring that which you love. How many young mothers and fathers take their firstborn baby to someone to watch for the first date out again without the baby? You can just imagine it, mom and probably dad too, with tears in their eyes. Make sure he has his binky. Don't let her miss her nap. Don't let her out of your sight. Take care of him. We know the sitter can be trusted without saying anything at all. So why all the repetitive remonstrations? It's because they want the sitter to keep their beloved child just like mom and dad would. They want their substitute to treasure their child just like they do. In just this way, Jesus wants us to keep his teaching and treasure it just like he did for the gift it was he was giving to us. But Jesus also knows we can't treasure it like he does. 
for we are broken and meager stewards of his gifts to us. So Jesus sends us help in the form and person of the paraclete. But this helper is no ordinary helper. The paraclete is an attorney, an advocate, and an intercessor, all wrapped up in one. A disciple of Christ always needs Jesus, and he sends a helper fit in his place to come alongside the disciple to help them and mentor them through everything that challenges them spiritually. It would not be long before the disciple's first helper, Jesus, would be absent in the flesh. So this new helper would continue his counsel and keep the church moving forward and ever onward to the new heavens and new earth. This counselor would be the very essence of the Godhead and embody truth itself. Truth like the world can never comprehend because the world is ill-equipped and unable to receive Jesus as he is in and of itself. This is not the first time Jesus has alluded to the world's ignorance and inability to learn from her mistakes. In John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Our Reformation confession of faith clarifies for us, saying, The scriptures flatly call natural man in spiritual and divine things darkness. And St. Augustine, the early church father, adds, As in the case of a blind man placed in the sun, the sun is present to him, but he is absent from the sun. Again, the Gospel of John recounts in chapter 8, verses 31 to 33, saying, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We're offsprings of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it you say you will be free? As Christ says, Baptized people have been made free again. Therefore, they are able not only to hear the word, but to agree with it and accept, although in great weakness. How ironic, these Jews before Jesus could not even comprehend their subjugation under Rome and even the puppet rulers of Rome, the Herodians. Jesus' love of the world does not mean men will or even can believe it, because when it comes to Jesus, in and of ourselves, we can't even comprehend it. Just like a baby getting shots for the first time, no amount of explanations and comforting by the parents will satisfy the torturous pain in their chubby little thighs. They simply can't comprehend that it is good for them. Just like the flocks of sheep that are herded by an aggressive border collie, they cannot comprehend he is there to protect them from real vicious predators wanting to pounce if the collie cannot keep them together. They only fear the dog who nips them if they wander too far from the safety of the flock. Just like wild animals tranquilized by a game warden's dark gun, so they can be studied, tagged, 
and saved from extinction, their comprehension is only the pain of the dart and not the protection it affords them. So comprehension can come in only one way for the infant, sheep-like wildlings of the world. And the helper opens the eyes of the ignorant who never knew they were closed. It's hard for us to see people, cultures, and even entire nations willfully ignorant of the truths we hold so dear and know to be neat, right, and salutary. But at one time, we were just like them, either as infants without comprehension or adults without spiritual understanding. Only by the work of Jesus' helper, the counselor he sent, the advocate for our souls, we too would never have known. Like the Greeks at the Areopagus or the Jews at the Temple Mount, we would never comprehend the gospel and person of God in flesh. Jesus' death and resurrection would have been as foreign a concept to us as the complex calculus equations are to anybody but a chemical engineer. Without God's working on us by dwelling in us, we would never even comprehend, let alone believe. Without the Holy Spirit, we would have been just like the world we are so quick to pity, not seeing Jesus for who he really is, and then even dismissing him together when we learned of his death on the cross. So Jesus sent his Holy Spirit to help us see his death as our salvation and then believe our eyes when we saw him risen from the dead as ample first century witnesses did. And we all knew together this was proof. Jesus was indeed from the eternal father. And now he is in us just as we are in him. We would continue in that faith, treasuring and keeping everything he told us as our helper, savior, and eternal redeemer. I can see your father in you. It's a statement mature generations have made when they knew our parents when they were young. A stranger walks into a room and is immediately beheld by the similarities. The same curl of the lip. The same phrases escape those curled lips. It's as if a clone was produced undeniably from its original source. It can be uncomfortable, then annoyingly truthful for the younger generation. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We all become our parents in the end. She is her father's daughter. Our poor children hear again and again the comments with the unwelcome observations. Pictures of each generation at the same age are hauntingly or delightfully familiar, depending on your perspective. Well, today, the Holy Spirit opens our eyes so we can see the Eternal Father in the person and work of His Eternal Son. Not so much as picture-perfect, as observationally true. And because of the Holy Spirit in you, 
you can observe that Jesus lives. And because you can see that he lives, you live too. Seeing Jesus. You see the Father in the works of Jesus you observe that works eternal life in you. Now may that peace which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.